Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Pond Hunter Broadcast from the Under the Sea Radio Show on Blog Talk Radio. The Pond Hunter, in the pursuit of all things aquatic. Take a look into the world of koi ponds, water gardens, and the lifestyles of the aquatically obsessed. Meet the pros, hobbyists, and cover some no-nonsense pond advice straight from the field. The Pond Hunter, in the pursuit of all things aquatic. Here's your host, koi pond and water garden expert, Mike Gannon. kids. Hiya, 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 kids. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Pond Hunter Radio Broadcast, the broadcast for the aquatically obsessed in the pursuit of all things aquatic. I am Mike Gannon. I'm happy to be here with you. And if you are a pond keeper, koi enthusiast, water gardener, water shaper, or an appreciator of any of those, you've come to the right place. I'm a uh, pond and water feature professional for the last 20-some-odd years and the owner of Full Service Aquatics, a pond company who designs and installs water gardens, koi ponds, and water features of all types here in New Jersey um, and serving, of course, wherever we are needed. So welcome, everybody. Welcome to Episode 37 of the PHRB. And we're going to get into some important information in this episode, especially for those of you who are in the process of planning a water feature or maybe some type of upgrade or updating of your existing water feature, pond, koi pond, water garden, whatever it is. So if a water feature is in your future or a part of your life now, there are really some important things to consider when looking for a professional to work with in such a specialized landscape niche. Water feature specialists are out there, but how to choose a pond and water feature contractor is not something that everyone is prepared to do. What questions do you ask? What qualifications should you expect? Uh, Who are you gonna hire and why? Why them? In this episode, we will be covering all the major bases on how to make the best choice for your project. You know, at some point, most of us will have to do business with a contractor of some type. And basically, we're, we're having a business relationship with a contractor. And they can get very personal. They really can. At times, a contractor will be almost living with you for a few days, maybe a few weeks, or, or maybe even more. And these days, people you know, who are just going out on a lunch date that may or may not last about an hour will sometimes get complete background checks and spend hours and days researching their potential lunch date. So what type of criteria are you using to choose your pond contractor who will be living with you for a few days or more with access to your yard, exposure to your spouse, your kids, your pets, and installing a semi-permanent major feature of your home landscape. What is the criteria that you're using? What are you looking for? If you're a first-timer considering a professional water feature installation, you may not know what questions to even ask. 
Even those people who spend days investigating their lunch date still find themselves at a loss for things to talk about when the first date actually takes place. So how would a first-timer, second-timer, even third-timer water feature customer know what to ask a pond and water feature contractor? I'm talking from both sides of the fence during this podcast. And the reason I say that is because recently um, I moved and I bought a house that really needed a bit of TLC, to say the least. And uh, I have been talking to many, many home improvement contractors over the last um, six to eight months or so. Um, And a lot of what I want to suggest is really based on direct experience in hiring various types of contractors for different services, as well as myself being a contractor and being hired for a specific service. So over the last few months, I've been talking to construction and demolition contractors, painting contractors, heating and cooling guys, hardwood flooring, carpeting, uh, siding guys, electricians, propane guys, oil guys. I mean, really just a full gamut of contractors. And uh, it's been a really interesting experience as a contractor hiring and interviewing other contractors. One thing I experienced, um, which I think is really unfortunate, is that the majority of contractors that I've gotten in touch with have lived up to the stereotypical contractors. They don't answer the phone. They don't call back after messages are left. The ones I've hired, a couple at least, have not lived up to timelines or have pulled the no-show, no-call um, on me as well. I've met a few good ones, don't get me wrong. You know, there, There's a lot of great contractors out there. Please don't get me wrong. But I, I sadly, I have to admit that the contractor stereotype is alive and well, um, and with reason. Um, I've also come to realize that if I may take a moment to toot my own horn, that my company is really a really good company in not only our response to new prospects, but in our handling of projects for the jobs that we do in fact close. And many full service aquatics um, uh, customers, when they call, they get the phone answered. When they email, I return the emails. We do return missed calls and emails. We show up when we say we will. And if we can't, we let our customers know that we're running a little late or we need to reschedule. And we finish within the timelines that we promise. Of course, there can be things like weather delays and stuff stuff like that. Um, But we don't leave customers hanging. In dealing with contractors, I've realized that they'll show up and get a job started and disappear for a week. I couldn't imagine as a pond contractor tearing apart somebody's backyard for an installation or renovation and not showing up for a week. It just, I just don't think that would go over very well. So anyway, full service aquatics is pretty kick-ass and, uh, when I really think about it. But how is a potential customer going to know that? When somebody's looking for a pond contractor and we haven't met yet, how are they going to know? How are they going to know we're good? How are they going to know we're different than, than other contractors? 
I mean, probably we're just another listing on Google. So where does one start when looking for such a specialized contractor as a pond and water feature contractor? How do you choose a pond and water feature contractor? Here are some things that should be asked and considered by all customers when hiring a pond or water feature contractor to work with. Excuse me while I sip my my wine. So once you have some contractors lined up, um, here are some of the basics that you should be starting with. I'm going to make a few points here on what, what we should be looking for. Here's some of the basics. I kind of do them in order of importance as well. Is the contractor licensed and insured? Is the contractor legal? You know, most states require contractors of every type to be licensed. This includes pond and water feature contractors. Once a contractor is registered and licensed, they're required to put their ID number, in other words, their their license number, on everything. So look for it. Look for it on their website. Look for it on their business cards and on their trucks. This ID number needs to be renewed every year for your contractor to be legit. So look for those numbers. Make sure that it's going to be a legit contractor that you're working with. So they need to be registered um, and licensed. And to become licensed, the contractor needs to fulfill certain insurance obligations. So if they're not licensed, if they're not showing up with their registration and everything, um, chances are they're not insured either. So they need to fulfill certain insurance obligations. Hopefully, it would never be necessary to use those insurance obligations. However, things can happen on a pond construction site. Even if it's a small hand-dug project, if your project requires machinery, it really will be a comfort to know that the pond contractor is properly insured and licensed. But listen, it doesn't take a machine to have a problem. Hand-dug ponds too. Small ponds, small projects, big projects, whatever they are, the risk is all about equal. So make sure they're licensed and insured. Make sure that they are legal and legitimate. That is the basic step. Once you know that, once you know your Palm Pro is legal, then you really should be looking at whether they are specialists in what they do. Or is it just one of a long list of things that they do? Is a contractor familiar with koi ponds and creating environments that are healthy and koi friendly with proper filtration, configurations, etc.? Are they familiar with dealing with predators on the front end of a pond installation or renovation or project or water feature project? Are they familiar with all aspects of water gardens, laying them out correctly, creating the correct depths for plantings, creating planting areas that are not accessible to koi and goldfish? Can they install numerous styles of water features like waterfalls, fountains, spitters, overflowing rocks, urns, statuary, customized displays, etc.? And can they plumb them to their best effect? Or are they one trick? Do they just do fountains? You need to establish that and find out um, how just how specialized they are. Many 
landscape contractors are willing to try any type of landscape project. So it's just another one on a long list. Hardscapes, retaining wall, draining, lighting, planting, mulch, cut and blow, water features, ponds. You know, it's just one of the many, many things that they deal with. Always look for the specialist. Water features are different than any other type of landscape project, and they shouldn't be handled as just another landscape project. Water within the landscape of any type, pond, fountain, water garden, you name it, will always be the centerpiece of the landscape. You can have the most amazing, intricate pattern and design in your hardscape, the most amazing plants and trees, but the human eye is going to point at the water. You often hear, wow, amazing pond. But you really don't hear, wow, amazing pavers or amazing pine tree, what a great bush comments. Those don't come too fast and furious. But when somebody walks into a newly renovated backyard that has all the works, pavers, patio, plants, all sorts of things, and a water feature, the water feature, for better or worse, is going to be the draw And that's when having a specialist really matters. Wouldn't you rather hear, now that's an awesome water feature, than what the heck is that? Where'd that come from? (laughs) You know? You want your water feature to look awesome. So be sure to work with a specialist. They're out there. I can tell you that for sure. Just Google it. Google Pond Installer in your state. Pond Installer, New Jersey. Or more local, pond installer, your county or your town, whatever it is. Start big, work your way down, start small, work your way up. It doesn't matter. But if you do that simple Google search, you'll see who shows up locally. Trying to do it through landscape, landscapers, I'm telling you, it'll just be overwhelming. Go ahead and do a landscape search through Google. It is overwhelming the amount of posts or listings that you're going to get. So... Look for the specialist, and you will definitely do much better than hiring a generalist or a jack of all trades. So once you've found your specialist, I think the big question is, what's their experience? Everybody, including myself, Every pond and water feature contractor needs to start somewhere. You got to have that first job. But do you want them to be starting out in your yard? When choosing a pond and water feature professional installer, don't be afraid to ask how many projects they have successfully installed. The seasoned and experienced pond professional will likely deliver the best results for your money. Nothing can beat experience when it comes to designing and installing amazing water features of any type or running a professional job site or using heavy machinery when they need to. If possible, look for a water feature installer that has like, say, 20 projects under the belt. Most likely, they've made and learned from all the typical mistakes. All of us make mistakes. All of us. I made a mistake once even. Once. No, I'm just kidding. Made plenty of mistakes, and you learn from them. And if you find somebody who's made those mistakes by way of 
project after project after project, they have likely dealt with any type of issues that can happen with ponds and water features. Variance really matters. Ask about certifications. If they are a pond professional, an experienced pond and water feature contractor, they have the opportunity to achieve certain levels of certification and recognition in their industry. That can only come with experience. So go with experience every time. And ask if they have certifications. Do they have any special recognition in their industry? What type of a contractor are you working for? No, no matter what the case, even if they're not award-winning, that doesn't mean they're not good. Maybe they just haven't thrown their hat in the ring to go for those awards, and that's fine. It doesn't take away from their professionalism or their ability to produce a professional-grade water feature, but go with experience every time. So cool. All right. We have found a licensed contractor, totally legit and legal. They are experienced, all sorts of water features, and they're specialists. They do water features. But that's all good. How are their designs? Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Every designer believes their designs are the best. Some are good, some are not so good. Um, Upon a water feature, specialists usually will take great pride in their designs. I do. I want people to see them. I want people to know what we can do. I want people to know what's possible in your backyard. Some people don't. Some people think of the, you know, the pond shell from Home Depot. That's what they think of when they're talking about ponds and water gardens and water features. Aye, aye, aye. You know, something they've picked up at Lowe's. And they brought home and took it out of the box, filled it with three gallons of water and plugged it in and boom, they got their water feature. Listen, I'm not talking about that stuff. What I'm talking about in this podcast is specifically professional grade installations. I'm not talking about DIY stuff. Okay. I'm not talking about, um, you know, uh, contractors who are willing to do, who are willing to run out to Home Depot for you and buy that shell that prefabricated shell of a pond and dig a hole and throw it in the ground for you. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about real deal, professional grade water features. And I hope that's why you're listening to this as well. So like I said, we usually take great pride in our designs and when creating any type of art and it is art, including water features, water features are art. There's good art and there's bad art. And we all know beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So what do you think of their designs? I would say take a little bit of time on your own. Look through their project portfolio. And hopefully they do have a portfolio. If someone is a specialist and has the experience and the other criteria we've talked about, I would think they should have a portfolio. Have a cup of coffee. Have a cup of vino. Whatever. Check out their websites. Check out their project portfolio. A lot of them are digital. Some of them will sit down and show them to you and decide if their style appeals to you. Every designer has a style. Every designer has their own individual touch. If they appeal to you, if they've made it this far in your decision-making process, 
They better appeal to you. They better have a great portfolio. Do you see something in their portfolio you'd want in your yard? Or is the portfolio 100 pictures of the same pond? (laughs) I see that. I go, of course. I go check out websites of other pond pros, other water feature designers for inspiration, for information. Sometimes I see their portfolio and it's the same pond from 30 different angles. And then other portfolios are 30 different ponds from the same angle. Are you getting to see many photos of many projects? You should. You're going to be the one who lives with the design. So make sure the creativity of your pond and water feature designer is appealing to your personal style and your personal aesthetic sense. A water feature of any type is a long-term installation. And listen, it could possibly be at your home even longer than you. So make sure the design isn't quirky, you know, make sure it's not really super personal. The design should be amazing enough to appeal to future homeowners as well. Take that into consideration. You don't necessarily want to have a um, water feature that is really cool to you, but is really going to turn off potential buyers if you don't see yourself staying in the home permanently. As much as a dragon spitting water into the air is cool, may not be too cool to the future homeowner, right? Right. Okay. So let's say the designs are great. You're so happy. You got a licensed, experienced specialist, and you love the designs. The designs are great. It's just what you want. Now is where you need to think about pricing. Is the pricing what you want? If you want a professional pond or water feature installation, you have to accept that it will not be an inexpensive project. It's not going to happen. Um, Not to say it's going to be crazy expensive either, either, but you're not going to find things for, you know, 500 bucks, a thousand bucks, anything like that. If you're hiring a professional, if you're looking for a professional grade installation, just about any professional installation of any type is going to start around $3,000. I mean, you got to do the math on it. That just for anybody to offer a professional water feature installation, put it this way. If they can do it for under $3,000, Make sure you're getting good stuff and (laughs) make sure that that person is going to be there in in another year because it's very hard to do it for less than that. It's just the mathematics of doing a water feature. So the mindset for even small scale, lower end water features should be, you know, you're going to be looking at $3,000 on up. I'm talking 3K is a minimum. And those are water features that probably won't even require digging. So if you envision shovels or machinery as part of your water feature project, you got to know that it's going to be greater than the $3,000 range. And the sky is the limit. If you want a project for cheap, that's what you're going to get. That is what you're going to get. Um, I understand that people don't understand pricing structures on water features, which is the gist of this podcast. I'm trying to help homeowners or people looking for projects um, realize what they should be looking for and the reality of what they're going to be looking for. If you're looking for something cheap, you're going to get something cheap. So try not to look that way. 
Um, and this is also where experience from the contractor really comes in handy. Upon a water feature contractor with 10 years or more in the business has likely figured out where to price their projects. Pricing that'll be fair and attractive price to their potential customers. If you've been in the business for a while, you know that your pricing has to be attractive. Otherwise, you're not going to sell projects. It can't be crazy expensive. And it can't be super cheap or you're not going to be in business too much more. So guys who have experience and ladies have figured out where to price their projects. And not many water feature contractors are getting rich doing what they do. Not that they don't deserve to. I think they do. It's a very unique skill set. And typically, if you're paying, let's say, $10,000 for a water feature installation, the finished product is going to be worth a heck of a lot more than $10,000. So again, not many water feature contractors are getting rich doing what they do. So their pricing is usually what they need to charge to pay the bills and to keep working consideration. Us bond contractors, we are people too. We got kids, we got wives, we got people we got to take care of and husbands and all that stuff. So be careful of the newer contractors. If you get a you know new guy to the game, guy coming in, be careful of the newer contractors that are starting out that charge the same as the seasoned professionals. Little trick is that new contractors often will adopt their pricing structure from the pros who've been doing it for a while and for a long time. And then they undercut just enough to get the project. It's easy to uh, peruse websites, as I do, not for this reason, but it's easy to peruse um, and look at who's charging what in your local market. And if you're a new guy, you know what? Charge just a little bit less. So the new guy who's been, in, who's been doing these, maybe he has a handful of water features under his belt, if any, is going to walk in and want to charge as much as the guy who's been doing it 20 years. However, the new contractor will not bring the same value for your dollars that a seasoned pro will bring. It may be a $10,000 project, but the new guy is not going to give you $10,000 worth, whereas a seasoned professional will. New guys are much more expensive in that respect. And using the cheapest, lowest bid approach for these type of projects also is a big mistake. If you're going cheap and you're doing low bid, you're going to get cheap, low bid um, construction, quality, and service. The craftsmanship won't be there. The service probably is going to disappear, and the quality is going to be poor. You may get cheaper equipment and materials and design. You can put a pile of rocks, an assortment of equipment, and the same space in front of three different contractors, and you will get three different projects. And one is going to be better than the others. You can put the same pile of rocks, same equipment, and the same space in front of 20 contractors, and you're going to get 20 different projects. Okay? So one of them is going to be the better choice for you. And typically it's going to be the seasoned professional. So don't go with the cheapest low bid approach. You're going to be greatly disappointed. I forget that what the say, saying is, but something, you know, the, the sweet, the sweetness of low price. Well, I don't know. I forget it right now. You guys can figure it out. 
But anyway, low price, the sweetness of it goes away due to poor quality. Ignore that. That's not coming out that well. Anyway, so listen, we're going through all this criteria. The stars are all coming together. Um, You found somebody you're happy with. You're almost ready to commit and make that date. You're ready for the lunch date. (laughs) So now what? Since things are looking good and you're interested – it's time to scratch a little bit deeper in your contractor to check to see what kind of business you might be getting involved with. Start with your first impressions. Did they answer the phone when you called? Did they call you back in a timely manner? Do they have a great looking truck, a jalopy? Let's pull it up. Do they have a business logo on their shirt? Do they have a branded shirt? Do they have a branded hat? Is there business? Can you tell the business that they're in? This is a good time to use the lunch date techniques. Investigate them. Go to their website. What does it tell you about them? Is it fun? Is it nice to look at? Is it up to date? Or is it a 10-year-old website? Is it a 5-year-old website? Is it a website from the 1970s? You know? Is it informative? Or is it just kind of blah? The website reflects the personality of the company. Check out their social media if you want to look for a reflection of the personality. Are they on Facebook? Are they on Twitter, LinkedIn, Pinterest, YouTube? Check those things. doesn't take too long to do. And it's worth every moment of your time to check it out. Businesses these days, especially pond and water feature professionals, should have some sort of a social presence where you can go to learn a lot more about them. Do they seem passionate about what they do? You might find um, tons of happy customers on their Facebook page and other social media platforms, or you might possibly find that this contractor is really not who they seem to be, and their pages are filled with complaints, negative reviews. Using social media is a great way to learn about who you might hire to do your project and spend a bit of time living at your house with with your, your wife, your kids, your pets. I mean, think about it. Who are you going to hire? Let's say everything looks good. You're impressed. You like it. You like what they're doing on social media. You like the feedback. You like everything about it. Everything's coming together. The stars are aligning. Your criteria has been met, hopefully exceeded. You want to make that date and start that customer-to-contractor relationship. Let your contractor know as soon as as you've made up your mind. Since in many areas, there are seasonal windows of opportunity for a contractor to handle pond and water garden projects, the demand for a contractor's time actually can be high. So try to get your project on their calendar as soon as you can. Of course, you, if you live in an area where work can be done year round, um, you know, you might not run the risk of having to wait too long. But for guys, you know, areas like mine, New Jersey, where we freeze and thaw and freeze and thaw, um, we have windows of time that we can do these projects. So for me, the sooner I know, the better. Okay. So I would say you, you need to get on the calendar. And remember that most projects, I would say, require at least a two-week lead time or more. So keep that in mind. If you have a graduation or a family reunion or some sort of a get together and you want that water feature done for this big party that you're having, you really want to show off. You really want to impress. Don't try to get it done two weeks beforehand. 
don't do it. That's the wrong way to do a water feature. Make sure that you're given plenty of time. Okay. And listen, the contractor that's ready to start tomorrow, you should make sure they're well prepared to do the project tomorrow, as opposed to setting up at your place and then waiting for materials, waiting for equipment to come in little by little. That can turn a three-day project into a 10-day project, especially if they're not fully prepared and equipped for the project. So keep that in mind. Somebody who's ready to go the next day, why is that? And also keep in mind, watch the weather. If you have rainy days in your area, you need to expect that your project is going to be set back. For every one day of rain, your project will probably be set back two days. If your project is 10 days away, you got two days of rain or other weather setbacks, just figure your project will be set back several days as well. It's just the way it works. One day of heavy rain does not mean one day of recovery for a contractor out in the field. Sometimes a day of heavy rain can really slow a project down and it may be two days to recover. Okay. So remember that as well. It's good to get your project on the books as soon as you can through the contractor of your choice. The one that you've made a date with. Now, if you've made it through this intensive list of things to consider when hiring a pond water garden, water feature contractor, then I would say you're pretty well prepared for the process. You have the right questions, you have the right considerations for any Pond Pro. This is much more than just a lunch date, people. Think about what goes into researching your one-hour lunch date. This is somebody who's going to be on your property, have access to your your home and property. Um, they're going to have exposure to your um, your wife, your spouse, your kids, pets, your neighbors. Make sure you're making the right decision. Making the right decision for pond and water for your feature projects is a huge time and money saver as well. It also helps to ensure that you and your family are going to have an enjoyable experience in the creation of a long-term landscape feature that is sure to be the main focal point of your landscape. So good luck with that project. And I hope when you do choose it and have it done, you enjoy it for many, many years. So... Let's do a quick recap of this and what we're going to be looking for when we're doing, when we're considering our, our pond and water feature projects, right? I think the first thing, again, you need to start with the basics. Is a pond contractor licensed and insured? Are they legal? You know the legal. Are they specialists in water features? And if they're specialists, what is their experience? And once you've found that licensed, experienced specialist, how are their designs? Do you like them? Do they appeal to your personal taste? Right? Designs are great. Cool. Just what you want? Awesome. How about pricing? Is the pricing in line with what you're looking for? And if all those things come together and you're ready to commit, you need to research them on their website, social media, look for reviews, whether it's Yelp or Google or whatever the case. Check their Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Pinterest, YouTube. They should have a presence there, and you should be able to have access to that. Yes? Yes. So once you're impressed, make that date. Make sure you're getting on the calendar because you don't want to wait too long for any of that stuff, right? Right. So hopefully you have a good sense of what you should be looking for 
on how to hire a pond and water feature contractor. It's not easy stuff. It's really not. And I'm trying to talk to you from both sides of the fence. I've been hiring contractors and I'm a contractor who gets hired. So I'm trying to give you very good feedback on what you need to look for. And I think if you follow these guidelines, you're going to do just fine. You really will. And you're going to have an amazing water feature from an amazing contractor before you know it. If you are really stuck and you really have a problem, get in touch with me. Again, my name is Mike Gannon. My company is Full Service Aquatics. We're located in New Jersey. We serve the New Jersey area and beyond where our services are needed. My website is fullserviceaquatics.com. I have an easy name to remember, which is loveyourpond.com as well. So if you found um, the Pond Hunter through iTunes, I would really appreciate a review and a comment on the podcast or however you found the show. Reviews are very helpful, and it helps me bring you more great content. So thanks for listening, everybody. I'm your host, Mike Gannon. You can find me on Facebook. You can find more Pond Hunter stuff on YouTube, Twitter, Periscope, and Facebook. So I hope you will stop by and say hi sometime. And check out the Love Your Pond blog, too. If you're into blogs, man, I got a great blog, tons of content. And you can find a lot more on the Pond Hunter Radio broadcast on Blog Talk Radio, too. Tons of great pond content, tons of interesting interviews with some of the top industry professionals. And again, my company's website, fullserviceaquatics.com. Thanks for sticking around, everybody. I'll catch you on the next show. And until then, be well, be kind, love your neighbor, and keep it pondy, everybody. You ready for this one? Here we go. Listen Keep up. it pondy. That's right. Keep it pondy. I will. Keep it pondy. All right. We'll see you next time, everybody. You have been listening to the Pond Hunter Radio Broadcast on Blog Talk Radio with your host, Mike Gannon, the Pond Hunter. In the pursuit of all things aquatic, broadcasting Wednesday nights on Blog Talk Radio. The Pond Hunter, keeping it pondy. For the aquatically obsessed. That's right. Keeping it pony for the aquatically obsessed. We'll see you next time, everybody. Thanks so much for listening and sticking around. I'm Mike Gannon. We will catch you on the next episode. Peace.